Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes, a real play Call of Cthulhu RPG campaign using Roll20.net. I am your keeper of arcane lore, Jeremy Boomstick Johnson. Your investigators of the unknown are Brian Johnson as Sam Brewster. That's me, Brewster. George Gallagher as Chuck Blaine. This is my introduction quip. And Matt Zelish as Daniel Williams. All right, well, we thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, we're going to be... Don't recording... speak for us. Yeah, yeah, you guys are unthankful. <laughs> uh, we're going to be recording episode five right now. And now, a word from our sponsor. Lying. Corruption. Partisan infighting. These are the defining characteristics of modern politics, and we're all sick and tired of dealing with it. We'll do something. You have the power to write in your own presidential candidate. Pick up that quill, dip it in goat's blood, then jot down the only qualified entity to run this country, Cthulhu. He's got the power, he's got the followers, and he's got huge tentacles. Lazy Congress? Stupid Senate? Cthulhu will wipe the slate clean. Literally. Government overreach will come to an end, as will the world. So cross the aisle and come to the dark side. Vote Cthulhu 2016. Brought to you by West Industries and the Concerned Citizens for an Apocalyptic Future. We need to do a little bit of housekeeping before we get going. Uh, I realized after episode four and reviewing all the notes that we have been forgetting to do one particular thing that is crucial to Call of Cthulhu. Do you guys know what it is? Rolling for something. Sacrificing a lamb to the gods? No, we did that. Oh. Oh, I did it, at least at home. I was in the bathroom. The, The one thing that we did forget to do is whenever you make a check per adventure, you need to put a little check mark next to that skill. Oh. So if you do a, a spot hidden, oh. put a check mark next to it. I didn't know you can, that. You can only get one check mark per adventure, so this scenario. So clearly you guys have all made your spot hidden. Right. So you can you can do that for sure. Okay. And I and I can't, I'm not sure we'd have to go back and look uh, and listen to the previous episodes to find out. I'm sure that we'll we'll do a little bit more here and you'll you'll make it. What what happens is at the end of the adventure then that skill will increase by 1. Oh, so, wow. so that's wow. that's your advancement. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, it, it's, it is crucial to your development because it's it, essentially this is a little different than uh, Dungeons and Dragons or a superhero campaign where you're 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 just basically human people. The advancement is going to be relatively slow. So that's the only bit of housekeeping that I have on my docket. I need you guys now to talk about and sum up the scenario so far. Uh, I am out on a coffee date with the librarian. And I just found some interesting information. She passed me a book that uh, may explain all of this. And that, that's where we, we left off on episode four. Rewind a little bit, and uh, Matt and George, you can chime in here. Tell me what happened uh, previous, uh, at the beginning of uh, episode four, and through what, what had happened. At one point we were in your Melinda with me and uh, Sam on the rooftop with Bill the Wino, who got abducted and then we chased the dude 
across the rooftops and uh, he got away from us but he got hurt we followed his blood to tire tracks leading off into the night we could have kept going but the police wanted some information so we had to debrief at the police station and then we were exhausted so dan's been uh, stalking the movie set keeping a close eye on the very very suspicious star of our our picture david parker well i've been trying to keep a close eye but my roles have not been assisting me in that <laughs> his eyes have been very far away lately <laughs> and then uh at that point uh, while chuck is still haunting the film set unsuccessfully uh, spying on David Parker, Daniel and Sam hitched a ride into Yorba Linda with Tony. Oh, Tony. Tony. The guy that we stole his car. Twins <laughs> yes. we borrowed. Thank you. Borrowed and almost did not return. Just because we forgot that it wasn't our car doesn't mean we weren't going to return it. <laughs> I think I think we're finishing up our coffee uh, date and we have to meet him to get back, otherwise we're hoofing it. Yeah, we can rewind just slightly there. Um, so Daniel and Sam hitched a ride with Tony. Uh, he said he picked, the, picked them up in an hour. He dropped them off at the library. Sam met, uh, and actually Daniel went into the librarian to try to find out who checked out the book of Indian legends that was kept next to his nightstand. He failed a wisdom roll. Uh, of course. And... Unfortunately, the librarian, uh, Katie Moore, was not uh, smitten uh, with Daniel, but she might be smitten with Sam. This is the 50s. That's illegal. Those darn lesbians, they're ruining society. So uh, she took the book back of Indian Legends because it was overdue, and, but then she uh, agreed to meet with Sam to rectify <gasps> the... Uh, story that <laughs> no she... rectify damn near killed him <laughs> because she asked uh, sam a couple questions about the investigation and what she was doing there and katie kind of wanted to set the record straight they are now at a diner next to the library having a nice cup of coffee i believe sam looked across the table and said hmm damn good cup of coffee mm-hmm. agent cooper <laughs> my girlfriend's a vegetarian which pretty much makes me a vegetarian <laughs> Did you see a sign up? No, no, wait, we're not. But that's a damn good <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> okay, so as the scene unfolds, Sam is now sitting at the diner. Katie basically tells you that what you've learned from the book of Indian legends is incorrect, and that the little town of Green Grove was not built upon an Indian burial ground, hmm. and the Indian spirits did not rise up to claim the townsfolk that something else was there and she slides the book across the table to you okay i pick up the book and as you reach to the book she reaches out and grabs your hand puts her hand on top of yours she looks straight into your eyes and says do you really want to go down this road i do i have to know well just be warned there is a price to be paid for this knowledge I don't have and much she money. Takes her hand away. Oh. Tree fitty. <laughs> Damn you, Loch Ness monster! You ain't getting no tree fitty. So she lifts her hand off of yours. Damn it! The book appears to be leather bound, brass fittings. Ooh. There is a latch, which is uh, currently unlocked. There is a keyhole, but uh, the latch is clearly not engaged. Uh, there is a bit of Latin on the front, inscribed deeply into the leather. Do you know Latin? 
Um, I, let me let me. Who doesn't know Latin in the fifties? <laughs> really? Please, I mean, everyone like knows everybody. Latin. Jeremy, do you not remember that Latin was the actual official language of the U.S. until nineteen seventy-two? <laughs> Duh! Everyone knows that. What would that be under? Because it doesn't just say Latin on here. Is there an option to do a language other? Oh no, I did not take any other language. I could read lips. <laughs> More than one kind of lips, if you know what she's meaning. So let let's say, um, what is your what is your language normal own? Nothing. There's nothing in there. It's the same as your education. Fifty. Fifty. So why don't you give me a roll, an education roll? Because he doesn't want to. Don't make him. You rolled a twenty-two, and so we'll call that a success. Uh, you can just remember enough from your uh, schooling. Uh, Latin is still relatively fresh in your mind. It roughly translates into Book of the Underlands. Klaatu Barata It's the upside down. We found the upside down. <laughs> I said it, basically. We can find Barb and bring her home. Oh. Katie kind of frowns and looks at you and says, what did you say? I didn't say anything. Oh, she's she's like, okay, well, be careful. Um, you can look at it now, but um, I can't let you take it. Is there any way I could use it just for the night? No. Is there any way you can look that way for two minutes, please? It's too dangerous. Okay, I open it up and look. It's a really weird place to put a piano. Roll for insanity. <laughs> it is uh, a book detailing a race of beings known as gaunts that dwell beneath the earth. These beings are described as inhumanly thin and are known to fear gold, for it is their bane. They are reported to be invincible in battle, but are supposedly vulnerable because they had to reside within their foul pits during the day and could not abide the light of day. There are also two spells in the book but it will take you several days to read and learn these spells but she won't let me take the book that is correct maybe you want to talk to her about that maybe you want to you know wink wink talk to her yeah i might want to nudge nudge talk to her so does that have any information that you find useful sam it has some very very good information and we think this is going to save a lot of lives but i really need to learn the text. How can I convince you that to, to allow me to learn this text? Anything. I will do anything. The only way you're going to learn it is to spend some quality time at the library with me. But the spells may or may not help you with what you're trying to do here. The first spell is called Contact Ghast. Which allows me to... To contact a specific kind of creature known as a gas. Oh, I thought you said contact gas, and I'm like, so it allows you to fart on command then. Yes. The second spell is contact ghoul. Does the ghoul wear gold? Because, <laughs> you know, I'll bring the ghoul in to fight the gas if we can get this taken care of. Neither one of these spells may necessarily help you against gaunts, but they may help you on down the road. How long do you think it would take me to learn these, Katie? Four days. It's very specific. Apparently it has nothing to do with your ability to memorize or how much time you spend. I rolled it earlier. <laughs> yes. Let me, do you, do you mind if we head back to the library so I can talk with my, my partner real quick? No, that's fine. She finishes up her cup of coffee, drops it down and uh, picks up the book, puts it back in her satchel. 
You have a nice satchel. And you, you walk back towards the uh, library. Hand in hand, or...? Skipping <laughs> through the fields of daisies. All right, you arrive back at the library. Uh, you do see uh, Tony coming down the street in his car. I give a, a hand wave as I head into the library. So, uh, uh, Sam, you, you walk into the library, and you see Daniel sort of looking very bored, you know, thumbing through a magazine at the uh, front desk. Did you know there are one fish, two fish, red fish, and blue fish? It's a crazy world out there, folks. I didn't know that. Hey, come here real quick. I want to talk to you. Sure. Learn anything interesting on your date? I actually learned quite a bit. Are you sitting in a tree? K-I-S-S-I-N-G. She thinks that all the information that we have is incorrect, and I'm inclined to believe her. She gave me this book, but I'm not allowed to take it. I have to stay here to study it. Are you okay to head back on your own? Are you sure you're going to be okay here on your own? At, at this point, we have no way to fight what I've seen. I've got to figure out something. I need to study this. This is the only lead that we've received so far that gives us any hope. Oh, well, if you think this is the only way to really get rid of whatever this thing is, then by all means, have fun in the library. I'm going to head back to the movie set and uh, loop the boss in. I'll call as soon as I get more information and let you guys know. You got it. So I'm going to uh, walk out and hop into Tony's car. Did you get what you needed? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam's going to stay behind. She found some interesting reading she wants to finish. Oh, I guess uh, she'll be taking a taxi then. Let's go. Get out of my dreams. Get into his car. Are, are you hungry? You want to stop and get some lunch in an Italian restaurant? <laughs> oh I hear they have God. some great eggplant parmesan. Can we just clarify the Italian thing? <laughs> yeah. That's when there's what, more than what one, country right? country do you buy Italian food in? Italy, you dumbass. <laughs> uh, Daniel and Tony head off for a nice uh, uh, romantic lunch. Sam, uh, what, what, is your, what is your intent? I just need to know your intent, and then I'll switch back to Chuck. Um, my intent is to get as much information out of this book as I can get. That's it. Strictly So you're going be, to begin your studies? Is that what yep. it is? You're going to begin memorization of the spells? Correct. Yeah, I'm going to study and um, possibly take short breaks with the librarian. This is getting to be a graphic podcast. Okay, this is uh, this is interesting. Okay, uh, so we'll, we'll come back to Chuck. Chuck, you're uh, hanging out at the movie set. It is about 2 o'clock in the afternoon uh, when Daniel and Tony arrive looking very chummy and they, they pull up in a, a big cloud of dust oh hey boss how you how you been doing anything exciting happening up here in the uh the wide world of hollywood production chuck you can see uh daniel's lips have uh like red wine stains around them what have you been doing there dan so we heard about this great italian place in town and we decided to stop for lunch <laughs> fuck you anyway um so i've been trying to uh trying to get some time to go into david parker's trailer but i can't find a time where he's really involved in something and, I'll, and i'm confident that he won't be coming back for a few minutes so now that you're here maybe we can uh, coordinate that but before before i forget and i will uh sam stayed back because she hooked up with the librarian who Gave her some sort of weird old-timey book that she wasn't allowed to take out of the library. So she's back there learning about something or another, and she claims to have figured out what this thing that we're trying to hunt is. And and that's all the information she provided yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. She said whatever it was, we couldn't kill it in battle. She didn't give me names or anything. And Tony was outside honking on the horn, so I figured I'd 
better go. Well, there's something suspicious with David Parker, so I think we still need to oh. try and get For in For the there. past few days, he'll storm off in the middle of filming or sometime during the day and drive off into the middle of nowhere in his Jeep. And that usually lasts. I know. That's why we need to get into a that, while. His trailer and look around. So if he storms off again, that would probably be a good time to try and get in there. It's probably not, we can't just wait on something that might happen. We should try and get in there somehow. Now that there's two of us, we just need to think of a good distraction and execute. That's what I think. It depends on what kind of mood he's in. What if we waited till he was on set filming, and then? We get in a position where I can see you and you can see him. I'll go in the trailer, and then you can just give me a signal if he starts coming back. Yeah, I mean, it's simple plans work best, right? Although, knowing our luck... Alright, well, yeah, I don't know what we'll do if it doesn't go uh, well. What kind, of, what kind of signal are we talking here, boss? Like, I mean, just a hand signal. As long as we just have to see if there's a way where I can see you and you can see him. It'll have to be a certain area of the set. Yeah. But first he needs to be on set, actually on film, which right now I have to track him down. We have to track him down, okay. I guess. Okay. Anyone said anything about where they saw him last, or do we need to start from ground zero, just start grilling people? Um, let's just go look at, I mean, it's the middle of the day, they've got to be filming. Let's go check out the, uh, let's go check out the set and see what's being filmed Sounds right Sounds like a plan. So we are going to head off towards the set, see what's going on over there. You, uh, amble towards the set and easily see that, uh, there are, uh, there is a scene going on. Dave Parker is in heated discussion with the director, Stephen Goulding. They seem to be, uh, trying to arrive at a compromise of some sort. He's arguing. That either means he's going to be there for a while, or he's going to storm off and jump in his jeep or storm back to his trailer so do we want to move now let's wait it out okay and see what happens because if they're arguing like that it could anything could happen after a few moments uh they seem to stop talking and steven goes back behind the camera and david parker assumes his position and the scene proceeds is there a, a way that we can situate ourselves so that you can see that set and I can see you from his trailer? The uh, the scene that's taking place is uh, in front of the general store. Yeah. So there's no way we could get any kind of visual line between the general store and the trailers. Not from ground level, nope. Is there any way to get to the top of the other buildings? Like, do they have any kind of... Well, I guess I could grab a ladder and scale to the roof... Do we know which of the four trailers are his, or is it just like... Yes, yes, you you know that uh, the one that is closest to the film compound would be his trailer. Well, that makes it a little easier, then. I could go grab a ladder, boss, and scale to the top of this uh, of here other building, and uh, try and do my best to keep an eye out to see if he's coming back, and if he does, I will, you know, jump and scream and holler right, and whatnot. I'm going to wait until you're up on the roof, and you give me a signal if we're good to go. Well, Daniel, why don't you give me a stealth roll? Is that a climbing thing? is a yeah, thing? Yeah. yeah. Well, I assume you're trying to do this without anybody noticing. Well, then again, it is a it is a film set, and he's a established crew member. All right, you rolled a sixty-seven. You need a twenty or below, so that is a failure. So you go to the essentially where the props are and try to retrieve a ladder. Your good friend Dick Johnson. Oh. Okay. Hey, what are you what are you doing there, punk? Uh, well. You see, there was uh, a problem on the, the dressings on the top of one of those uh, other buildings over there, and uh, I was told that we needed to get that fixed. It's going to be in the background of a couple of the up of the upcoming shots, and they don't want anything to be to be out of place. You know, can't break that that Hollywood magic. Hmm. 
I didn't hear anything, but uh, why don't you go ahead and give me a roll of some sort? <laughs> now it'll be it'll be uh, uh, like charm or convince or something like that, whatever it is. I mean, I can try and intimidate him into just you know letting me do this. You needed a sixty. You rolled a seventy-five. That's a failure. So, but tell me what you say. Look, man, I have had enough of your shit today and every day, and you just need to let me do my thing because I am not in the mood for you person you zip it up punk beat feet back to where you came from or i'll get a kick your ass right here in the dirt i'd like to see you try buddy and then you'll be off the set is that what you want just gonna stare at him intently for a moment and that and then you blush and walk away pretty much so that was a failure sorry closer than the other role though (laughs) yeah oh you're getting there <laughs> a couple more weeks and we might do one thing. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna walk back over to the trailers. Uh, yeah. So, um, no go on that ladder. You are such a fucking idiot. How do you mess up retrieving a ladder? Well, everyone's favorite dick showed up, and um. Oh, hey, whoa! It's a kid show. <laughs> dick Johnson, the the guy who runs all the gophers and everything, came over and uh, put a, a kibosh on me borrowing a ladder. I tried, you know. Me and my roguish well, charm. Well, all right, here's what we're going to do now, then. You're going to stand as far away from that set as you can, as close to the trailer, and watch, and I'm going to go in the trailer, and if you see him coming, you better sprint over and start yelling at me so I can get out in time. Okay. All right, let's try it. Tell me how you approach it, Chuck. Well, I'm just having second thoughts here because I don't know what in the world I'm going to do if he catches us. I have literally no excuse lined up for this. Say you were setting up a surprise birthday party and you ruined it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, how's your fast talk? Oh, my fast talk is 5% because apparently I'm a mentally handicapped <laughs> three-year-old. I was here first. It's my trailer. You're just very blunt. You don't believe in fast talk. Right. Smoking a blunt. Emily. <laughs> I don't think we can do this. If we had Sam here, she could pick the lock. Because if we get caught in there and we don't have an excuse... Well, it's not getting in, that's the problem. We can climb in a window or something. But if we get caught and we don't have an excuse, then even Bill Gardner is probably not going to be able to keep us out of trouble. But what we can do is just do... I'll do some uh, some serious looking through his windows and scouting around and see if I can see anything or find anything interesting. And that way, I can make up an excuse for being around the trailer at least. Uh, well, as you peer through the windows, why don't you give me a look roll? <laughs> look, it's a roll. Uh, can I do a look roll? I have a 90 out of 100 in looking. Right. All right, you rolled a 63. You needed a 45 or below. That's a failure. So you you look through the uh, dusty windows of the trailer, uh, which are very small windows, by the way. They're not really something you can play even crawl out of. These are, you know, pretty uh, pretty small trailers. Uh, and you see a very finely kept uh, interior, uh, a small little table where you can see a script laid out. And a body. <laughs> and, and some uh, trade magazines of that sort. Uh, there is a, a coffee mug. Um, that's pretty much it. It looks very sparse, very clean. Well, that was anticlimactic. Thank you. No bodies. No bodies. That you can see. Better look again. There, there is this freezer. Right <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! God, please. <laughs> uh, we can always hang around his Jeep and see if he storms off. We already we already checked the Jeep out, didn't we? We already examined the Jeep. Did we? I don't remember if we examined it or not already. Yes, uh, Chuck did uh, in last episode, and uh, he basically just saw a locked lock jeep i said we sneak into the jeep and wait for him to storm off daniel didn't check the jeep. that's correct daniel did not 
two sets of eyes are better than one. Sometimes that's true. Sometimes. My eyes. Matt's got four eyes, My so specialized. we're even better. So Matt or Daniel, why don't you go check the deep out? Okay. You are boss. Uh, so that'd be what? Another spot hidden? Yes, sir. It has to work eventually, damn it. Nope. Nope. God damn it, man. You suck. <laughs> you did a 45 and you rolled a 91. That's another failure. Uh, so it, it looks like a Jeep. It's pretty dusty. Uh, it's locked up. That's pretty much all you see. Damn. Okay. Going with the same principle of six eyes is better than two. Go look in the trailer, Dan. Aren't you just there, though? you have to fucking roll successfully eventually. Statistically speaking. <laughs> Fine. I mean, you just looked in the trailer, but I need to old eyes might have missed a thing or two that might not. I'm going to head over to his trailer and uh, stick my head against the window and see what I can see. Roll away? It worked! <laughs> Statistics! Statistics <laughs> work! Yay! Uh, you needed a 45, you rolled a 39, so that is a, a minor success. Hey, that's the biggest success we've had all day. Don't diminish it, please. I'd appreciate it if you made a bigger deal out of this. Where are the balloons? Daniel, you see pretty much the same thing. Um, you do pick out a couple other details. You see that there are some costumes hanging up. Uh, looks pretty much like the stuff that you've seen him wear around on set. That's pretty much it. Oh my gosh. He doesn't return his costumes to wardrobe at the end of the day. That's terrible. That is pretty scandalous. But those aren't hidden. He spotted hidden. Allow me to bring up the dictionary to define the word hidden. <laughs> Perhaps it was a hard success, or an extreme success. Well, nothing, nothing interesting in the trailer, boss. All right, where do we go from here? So, in the distance, you can hear uh, somebody say, "Cut! That's a wrap. We'll meet again uh, before dinner." And you hear people starting to come towards the uh, compound. All right, let's get out of here. Act casual. Let's just go mingle and see if anything comes up. I guess till we can think of a better idea. Uh, why don't you give me a listen roll, each of you? Oh, shoot. Oh, my God. Two successes at once. Guys, pack it up. We're done here. George, quit using up all of our luck. So George had a, a extreme uh, success, probably even better than that. Critical success, I think, maybe. Chuck, you do overhear uh, a couple of the extras, a couple of women gossiping about uh, the doctor and the wino that disappeared over the last couple nights. And they're starting to get a little bit nervous, you can tell. And they're talking about a lot of the folks trying to not ruin takes so that they can wrap this up a lot sooner. I feel like that should just be a thing that people do for no reason, just just to not ruin takes. But I guess I'm not a producer. I still don't have an ex a, a second idea right now. I'm formulating. I said we go get some dinner. I'm hungry. It's not quite dinner yet. Um, you're you're only at about four o'clock, so uh, you could go get a little snack or something if you like. Let's go check in on David incognitoly. Uh, that's not gonna go well. Uh, believe it or not, Matt, every roll I've made today has been successful. We're gonna go find uh, Dave, D Dog. Just see what's going on. We're not gonna confront him. We're gonna try and keep our distance. Yes, during the break, uh, Dave basically went straight to his trailer, uh, went inside, and closed the door. You see anything through the windows with your binoculars? Let's go look at his Jeep again. <laughs> if we keep looking at things hard enough, something should eventually happen. That's right. It's like the pantry. If I keep opening the door, new food will appear. Oh, what? You don't have pantry fairies at your house? Let's give these guys a couple of minutes. Sam, let's switch back to you. I've got no ideas. Go back to them. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> 
So Sam, you are at the library. Katie has put you into a small reading room that is in the basement. You have a low lantern light to read by, and you are all alone in this sort of subterranean chamber. The more you read, the more unsure that you've made the right choice. Even as you memorize the words, they kind of burn in your mind. And after a few minutes of contemplation and study, you realize that you couldn't forget these lines if you wanted to. Do you continue to read? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. I've got to continue. Might want to tell the guy in the corner with a theremin to pipe down, though. He's not helping. <laughs> Forbidden planet. <laughs> so you do continue your studies. Uh, you will be absorbed entirely. It's going to take up the rest of the night. The library will be closing just before dusk, so that's all the time that you have to read today. That sounds good. But cur- currently it's about... Four o'clock back at the film set. Okay, so about three hours or so for me to continue reading. Correct, yes. Yep, and then we'll pick pick up back with you. So uh, back to Daniel and Chuck. The break is over, and they are calling for cast members to come back. Uh, a gopher comes and knocks on Dave Parker's trailer, and he comes out. Clearly, he had been napping. He's rubbing his eyes a little bit. He kind of notices you guys and gives a quick wave to Daniel and then uh, heads heads uh, to film set. I'm wondering what he was arguing with the director about earlier. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, the d- director is heading back to the set, so you're going to have to bust ass if you want to talk to uh, him. We are going to bust our asses over to the director. Sounds painful. This sound pretty painful. So you, you both uh, approach uh, Stephen, and he kind of looks to the left and right. And he's, uh, how's it going, Hey, uh, Stephen, we were, you know, buzzing around set as one does earlier, and we noticed that uh, you and David got into a bit of an argument. Oh, well, that's normal. Uh, what was that all about? I mean, I've heard things about him being a little difficult, but... No, no, he just needed a little bit of coaching. He's still a little bit green as far as being a star, but uh, uh, he was just not giving his entirety as all. He seemed a little tired, but uh, we're all set now. Uh, uh, good luck with the rest of your shots for today. Hopefully uh, everything goes as planned. I hope so. We would really like to uh, pack up and get out of here in a couple of days if we can. You need anything. Um, I'm around. Thank you. And he rushes off to the set. He seemed tired, which is something that I've noticed before. When I was watching him, it seemed to me like he slept all the way through the night to the morning, so I'm not sure why he would be so tired. I think our running theory is that he gets tired, and he drives off, and goes abducts people and eats them for their energy. Sounds about right. What happens if we prevent him from driving away and finding people? Want to sabotage his Jeep? Why not? I am a talented mechanical repairist. Fun yes, fact but are about you a Chuck. mechanical destroyist? I have a 5% in that. Slick fix it, Felix. You touch it, and it just gets better no matter what you do. <laughs> so let's, uh, I mean, cutting his fuel line will take 10 seconds. If you just keep an eye on, you know, look, be a lookout, he should be on set for a few minutes. Let me just go snip the fuel line, and then we'll see what happens if he sort of gets backed up into a corner like that. We're going to head over to where the cars are parked. I'm going to take a quick look around, make sure there is no one, you know, within direct line of sight here while we do this. You Did you get a clear window? Okay, looks like we're good to go. If you're going to do it, now or never, boss. All right, here we go. Moment of truth. Woo! Yeah! All right, you need a 40, and you rolled a 15, which is a success for mechanical repair. 
So tell me what you're doing, Chuck. I'm going to snip the fuel line. Gas dribbles onto the ground. And then I'm going to run like hell. <laughs> Throwing a match over your shoulder. <laughs> I don't have a running roll. I can't run for. I can't roll for running. Uh, so you guys beat feet away from the uh, from the jeep. That sounds familiar. Beat feet. Is there any way we can be within eye shot of his jeep and his trailer at the same time, or are we going to have to split up? Well, his jeep should be near his trailer. Okay, so I say we stake out where we get a good vantage point on both the jeep and the trailer. And we're not, like, sitting out in the open. I'm the boss here, Matt. I think we should find a good place where we can see both the jeep and the trailer and stake out You know what? That's a really good idea. Why didn't I think of that? Let me just tweak that a little bit for you. Why don't you find a spot where you can see both the trailer and the Jeep? No, because, see, we need to see both the trailer and the Jeep. You know, I just failed to see your logic. If you just could see a clear line of sight to both things, then you'd be all right. Okay, I've got it. Look for the Jeep and the trailer. I think we're on the same page here, guys, but we're just wording it differently. Well, it's near the Italian restaurant, George. The current scene uh, wraps up, and everybody hits the uh, mess hall for dinner. Uh, including David Parker. Uh, do you guys want to go have some dinner? I'm up for some food if you are, boss. Yeah. Well, we can, let's let's go one at a time. I think we should still keep eyes on the trailer and the Jeep, or the Jeep and the trailer. You want to go first, boss, or...? I'll watch first. You can I will watch. eat quickly. Is there a role for speed eating? It's called speeding. Tonight it's uh, pot roast and mashed potatoes with some uh, carrots that they found... Uh, growing just in a patch uh, outside the film set. You know, old Nick Rager's not going to be too happy about that. <laughs> John Peters, you know, the farmer? Invisible corn for dinner. The, the cook has done another wonderful job with dinner, so you're, you're a little reluctant to even finish up. Uh, you want a second plate, but uh, you know Chuck's out there waiting. You depart the mess hall, and Chuck, uh, you go in and have a nah, nice meal as well. I don't trust him enough. I think I'm just going to skip dinner and... Stay on the lookout. If you want, I can go back and grab you a plate and bring it back to you. Whatever. Doesn't matter to me. We don't want your uh, your blood sugar to drop too low, do we? You're reading my mind, Daniel. Oh, boy. Roll for diabetes. So uh, he brings you a plate out, and uh, it's it's pretty pretty good. Pretty good stuff. After dinner, uh, Stephen Goulding says a few words to thank everybody for pulling together and trying to make these last few shots a success. And unfortunately, there's going to be three more scenes over the course of the evening. And it is now dusk. Katie yes. and Sam. Sitting in a tree. Are getting it on. Yes. Katie puts her hand on your shoulder and says, you should call it a night now. <sighs> what time is it? It's time for you to get a watch. We're, we're closing up now. Uh, did you have plans for dinner? Uh, no, actually, I don't. But I hear there's a wonderful Italian restaurant in town. Oh, I, I don't I don't frequent that, but I, I am a pretty good cook myself. Really? Ooh. Yes. I think that'd be fantastic. Do you have a phone by chance at your home? I do, yes, of course. Do you mind if I use it? No, it's no problem. Oh, great. Thank I, you. I just live right around the block. Okay, I'm ready when you are. Great. She leads you out, locks up the library, makes sure the lights are off. Uh, looks around, makes sure there's no patrons uh, stuck between the aisles. Silly Jeremy, they don't lock the library. Nobody wants to get in. No gods stuck between the books. Books are illegal. Fahrenheit 452. She uh, she leads you to an, a cute little house just down the way. She lives basically around a block and a half away. It's very well appointed, but very simple decor. She clearly lives alone. Uh, she does have a cat, and she has many, many books. She has a wall of books. It appears that she really likes history and occult. And women. You have a lovely home. 
Well, thank you. Thank you. I, you know, I, I live simply here in Yerba Linda. It's, uh, it's been amazing to watch the uh, city grow. Amazing collection of books. Are these all yours? They are. They were my mom's and, and my grandmother's. And I, I, of course, inherited them. I've read every one of them. Well, do you mind if I use your phone? Then I can help you cook dinner, if that's okay. Sure. Help yourself, and uh, I'll get started. She goes into the kitchen, points out the phone to you. Yes, I need Klondike 529. Right away, sir. <laughs> Putting you through now, sir. <laughs> Telegram. This morning, I'm going to call uh, to the movie set and see if the boss is available. Bruce Springsteen? Tony uh, answers the phone. Yep. Uh, yes. Um, could you see if uh, Mr. Blaine is available, please? All right. Hang on a sec. And uh, Chuck, you uh, you see Tony stomping towards you as you sit outside the the mess hall. You got a call. Thanks. Hello. Hey, boss. Hello. Hi, boss. Can you hear me now? Yes. Uh, AT&T sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's with Sprint now. Oh, well, that's a good signal. It's only a 1% difference. Um, Sponsor us. I just wanted to give you an update on my progress. Um, I found, I uh, came across this book that I think is going to benefit, benefit us greatly. Um, I just need a, a day or two to study it, if that's okay with you. Can you give us anything? That might influence what we are doing here. Is there, are we on the wrong path? I'm not sure what path you're on, but um, the information I got, basically the creature, and yes, I'm using the term creature, is called a gaunt. They're very thin creatures. This is an old, old book that I'm reading this from. Uh, they're very thin. They live underground. You cannot beat them in battle. Their weakness, I believe, is daylight. That's what I've gathered so far just in this afternoon. That kind of throws off what we've been going on. What, what have you guys been working on? We thought it might be uh, David Parker, hmm. who disappears mysteriously in a Jeep, which would put out tire prints like we found when we were in the city. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. he leaves tired and angry and comes back well rested. No one knows where he goes. Um, well, it says they can't stand the daylight, so I'm wondering... I know, so that... That, kinda... that may still be a possibility. It's zapping all of his energy, and he has to go back and stay... They actually stay in a very foul pit during the day is where they usually reside. Hmm. Interesting. But that's what I've gathered so far. Um, I'm most likely going to be staying here for uh, two or three days. I just wanted to let you know, if you need me, you can reach me at Klondike 859. Okay. Uh, this is the librarian's right. home is where I'm located currently. Okay, use protection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dental dams. All right, well, I will, uh, I'll check in as soon as I learn more information. It'll probably be about the same time tomorrow evening that I'll call. Okay, thank you. <laughs> bye bye Click. To wrap things up with uh, Sam, uh, you join Katie in the kitchen. Uh, she has changed into a, a very simple frock and an apron. And she sort of looks at you with soft eyes again. Are they melting? And invites you to help her uh, prepare uh, prepare the dinner. Sounds great. What can I do to help? She uh, points towards a cutting board with some carrots and celery on it. And she gives you a, a little bit of a smile. So we'll switch back to Chuck and Daniel. Chuck, you hang up the phone and Tony's like, everything okay? Yep, thank you. All right. Well, have a good night. You too. And you turn around, you see uh, Daniel has uh, somehow achieved another dinner plate, and he's fast at work at it. And at the same time, you notice that Parker is getting into his Jeep. He shuts the door, 
You hear the key turn. There's a bit of a black smoke that comes out of his Jeep. And then it dies. And he gets out. And he's like, what the fuck? And flips up the hood of the Jeep. And that's where we're going to call it. That's it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Feel free to reach out from Beyond the Veil with any comments or reviews. You can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com and on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. You can find me on Twitter at Boomstick Brew. And if you want to unsubscribe from Cat Facts, follow me on Twitter at The Real Weird Kid. <laughs> I'm on uh, redheadmingle.com. Yeah. yeah. Myspace.o. Just one O, or is that multiple O's? And if you want to follow Brian, he's underneath the bed. Your bed. Your bed. Good night. All right, that'll be it for now, and we thank you for watching, listening. Bye. We'll see you later. Good night. See you for episode six. Bye. The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2016. For more information and advertising opportunities, please send an email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com.